Hello and welcome to this latest episode of Star Trek Reliant, where we play around in the Star Trek Online multiverse with our regular cast of crew members, plus a very special uh, guest today. But first, let us introduce our security officer, Jorog. Greetings, everyone. Pirate Scum Gaming here. I play the Nausicaan Pirate Security Guard, as well as part-time tardigrade wrangler as far and part-time security specialist we have our first officer and chief medical officer dr eli o'connor that's me i'm dr eli o'connor and remember it's not about believing it's about seeing and i can't see anything and next we've got our uh chaplain of our all faiths chapel and chief uh, chief counselor uh, Waitley, played by Grumpy Old Nord, as well as our bartender, Grimnir. Hello, I am the Grumpy Old Nord. Normally, I play Chaplain Victor Waitley, the biggest, least kept secret of Starfleet is that he is the bad guy, but nobody knows that. However, tonight, <laughs> I will be playing Grimnir, the bartender. Who wants you all to have a bloody good time and have a drink on me? And we've got our con officer, Kara June Rodding. Hey, hey, Gerilyn here. Since it's a Sentai episode, I've been setting up all the explosions in the quarry. <laughs> and we've got our chief, uh, chief engineer, Rick Tier. Uh, greetings, everyone. Uh, the, the Mechazords are... I probably shouldn't say that word, but anyway. Um, the machines are all up and running and ready to combine into an ultra-large, mega-powerful... Mega Death Machine. And we've got our Chief of Operations, Theron. Good evening, everyone. I'm fairly new to the crew of the Reliant, and this should definitely be interesting. Let's get ready to henshin. <laughs> and I am Takamaito. I play Captain Graves. But more importantly tonight, we've got Ambassador Kale playing Fleet Commander Karn. Hello, everyone. Yes, it's me, Ambassador Kell, and I uh, will be once again playing Fleet Commander Karn. Now, I've got a little more piratey than I oh. expected it to. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying for the Discovery Klingon voice I did last time, and I, I think I heard Nord's voice and went full pirate. Oh, God. Yeah, uh, there's no wrong way to do it. You just do it proper. <laughs> hey, we oh, yeah. pirates welcome anyone. Car, car got it right. Just, just remember the line: "Ugly human child." Yeah. Congratulations on your extremely ugly baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and with that, we cut to the USS Reliant, um, floating in space, just cruising around at standard warp velocities, and just a general pan around the sh uh, hallways and the various rooms of the ship, looking in on our various crew members. Does anyone have a quick scene before our adventure tonight? I do, but I don't know if that's the one we want to start with. Well, that's quick. Anyone else? I can go quick. Uh, the camera pans by Chorog's quarters. He is busy tinkering with his venom formula. Hmm. Needs more Tranya, I think. And some EPS conduit cleaner. <laughs> um, Captain Graves is simply reading in his quarters. Having a nice little captain's moment. Bug of tea. Looks out. Looks to his computer terminal. Sees a, bee, uh, a flashing indicator and just says, 
Oh god damn it. And with that we cut to the grumpy uh we cut to the uh the um counselor's office. The ca- <laughs> I'm sorry, that was funny. Uh, the camera pans in on the chaplain's quarters. We see one chaplain, Victor Wheatley, the the tall, lanky, scary-looking motherfucker wearing the counselor and, and, and priest's collar in the Starfleet uniform. He's sitting there, and he's looking very consternated. And the camera pans to look up who he's talking to. And who he's talking to is Grimnir Tiberius, the bartender of Club 42. The one who has most vociferous, vociferously and for quite a while been saying he wants nothing to do with Chaplain Waitley. He is sitting there directly across from Chaplain Waitley in his uh, little counselor's studio that he has, just growling and, 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 and uh, grimacing menacingly. And and Chaplain Waitley, after a long moment of silence, says, Mr. Tiberius, it has been two hours. You have already exceeded your Starfleet-mandated time for counseling. You have said next to nothing since you've been here. Before I bid you adieu, is there anything you would like to say to me? Grimnir scowls and then stops and then starts chuckling loudly. He looks at Waitley and says, Indeed there is, lad. You and I both know who's the better counselor on this ship. And one day, they will all see you for what I see you as. One day. And Grimnir, with his seven-foot girth, stands up and stares down at the little micro, teeny, tiny chaplain of Waitley, and he flexes his big, muscly arms and says, One day, they will all see what I see you as. One day. And he storms out of the quarters, and the camera pans back to the bridge. Captain Graves says, Senior team, my red room. Helm, land a course uh, to the Ada Eridani sector, maximum warp. Well, which is it, sir? I can't be in the ready room and laying in the course. <laughs> we have two con officers, Ensign Moon, land a course, Kara, uh, uh, ready room. Aye, aye, sir. Ensign Moon just says, aye, aye, sir. Takes the seat. Grave salutes, heads into the uh, ready room. As everyone assembles, Graves pulls up the map and says, all right, we have just uh, received a distress call from the IKS. Um, Kale, what was the name of your ship? Oh, God. Uh... What is a Klingon ship name? Yeah, I mean, the... the oh, well, he, he might have a different ship by now. Maybe he's missed the Raptor. Yeah. Um, the Kordach. The Kordach, okay. Like the that. IKS Kordach has just sent us a distress call. It is within range. We'll be there within a few hours. They're having massive system failures, and we need to assist as best as possible. This is Fleet Commander Karn's ship, and we have a little junior officer on board. At that point, uh, Chaplain Waitley perks up and says, Is that not where Lieutenant Tardigrade is stationed? 
Yep, uh, he is stationed over on the Kordak, and he has not been able to reconcile the situation, and he's not come and got us directly for help. I'm a little bit worried about what could be going on over there. Captain, if I may, I am going to attempt something that I have never been successful at, but I am going to attempt now. And Chaplain Waitley is going to attempt to telepathically commune with Lieutenant Tardigrade. Okay. <laughs> Yes, we, we have established many, many times before that it is impossible for Waitley to commune with uh, Tardigrade. However, Waitley is going to try because Tardigrade is one of the few people Waitley actually likes. <laughs> so he is going to try. DM, give me a roll. All right, you've got to do a, let's see, a presence uh, command roll. And I'm going to spend two threat. Only two? I figured you'd spend it all. Because this is supposed to be nope. impossible. There it is. Nope. I was trying to find Waitley's character sheet. All right. well, uh, Presence yeah, what and is, command. What is the difficulty of the check? Because that's also... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll need two successes. All right. So 2d20. I can never remember how to type this into the damn thing. Hello, Boomer. 2D20, yes, I know. Um, <laughs> your target range, your crit range, and your complication range. So complication range is uh, 18. Your crit range is going to be your command skill. So now, uh, Waitley has two different things that could possibly apply to increasing his crit range on this. Yeah, so I'm going to say doing a telepathic check with Lieutenant Tardigrade would apply. So you're able to apply that for your... Uh, your um, your talent, or your talent is going to be able to apply, so you use your command value as your critical range. Oh, okay. So that would be... Oh, that, that was actually... Okay. All right, and then um, the threat range was two, so... Yeah, so it's 18 for the complication range. All right. Three successes! Three successes. Holy Ooh. shit! All right, DM... What happens when Waitley gets three successes? Your mind instantly fries and explodes. You are dead. <laughs> um, he sees the following scene, but with Lieutenant Tardigrade. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Waitley is sitting there in in the chair in the uh, the, the the conference room. And he suddenly sits up straight and his eyes roll up in the back of his head and he, he gets all mumbo jumbo, wibbly wobbly, and then he stops and his eyes close and he takes a few heavy breaths and then his eyes open and and he looks at Captain Graves and he says, Lieutenant Car Lieutenant Tardigrade is fine. Kara raises her hand. Yes, student. Uh, that was for Marcus, but he's still muted. So I'll pretend he called on me. Uh, Captain, can I shoot it. him again? Uh, can you do what? Can I shoot him again? Uh, shoot Lieutenant Tardigrade? No. Waitley oh. just has an eyebrow arch, not saying a word. I, he, Marcus looks to Waitley and says, um, you okay over there? I am fine. Um, just I as don't... is Lieutenant Tardigrade. Are you sure about that? I think that's a lie from your mouth. I am 100% certain. 
Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Grave says, um, we'll verify that later. Um, for now, uh, we need to assemble a technical and security and, well, medical um, away team. So, Dr. Connor, you have uh, the lead on this. Take Chorog, um, Kara, she's been very good at the diplomacy. Rick, of course, uh, Theron, and um, you know what? Grimnir might be good for uh, supplemental security detail. Chaplain oh, yeah. Whiteley says, Captain, if I may interject, why are you sending a civilian on the away team? Oh, I'll answer that. It's because me, Chorog, and Grimnir are all great at, and she puts her hands up, making quotation marks, diplomacy. Um, Waitley arches an eyebrow and says nothing. Uh, if nothing else, he knows how to serve Blood One. Having a quote-unquote neutral party does help. Again, Waitley arches an eyebrow and says nothing. Plus, he can carry three <laughs> barrels of the stuff. All right. I have experience dealing with a surly crew. I came from a pirate ship, after all. About, all right. about three decks down, you can hear Grimner screaming, Only three? Come on, you know I can do more than that. But very distant. Grave says we probably should get the ventilation systems checked out here. So, at least for soundproofing. All right, so we've got our assignment. Uh, is there anything we should attend to before we head out? No. Kara raises her hand again. <laughs> Graves points to Kara. You never did answer if I could shoot him. Um, contingent on anything else that happens. Waitley okay, arches the eyebrow again. All right. Uh, Waitley, you're with me on the bridge. Uh, everyone else, get to the transporter room, too. Kara salutes and Let's go. And no one asks why we can't use transporter room one. <laughs> I didn't even catch the fact you said transporter room two or whatever. <laughs> Some things okay. happened in transporter room one. We don't talk about it since the incident. I mean, Nicky's you know, already ever asked... aware of everything that's going on in transporter one two. So he he just sort of like yeah, nods along and and just uh, pretends to to um, not notice that it was one instead that it was two instead of one. Checkers. I want to remind the audience that it is canon that at one point uh, our exocomp pulled a live sea urchin out of a replicator. Not out of the replicator's dispenser port, out of the inside of the replicator. <laughs> I'll tell you what happened in transporter room one. Checker spilled a big pot of chili. <laughs> I thought right. the camera. I thought it was an incident with Chorog trying to use the transporter to blend his venom. The camera pans over to the IKS core dock, drifting in space. Nacelles flashing here. Man, and that's there. a long pan. How long does it take to pan over a couple of light years? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you go, it's, it's very quick. It's a 12 inch cast iron skillet. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the IKS core dock is floating in space. The, uh, the team beams over to, uh, signals the um, crew and beams over into their transporter room two. The, Chia, the um, first officer of the IKS Kordak is waiting for them on arrival. Now, Kale, do you want to play the uh, first officer or shall I take it? Uh, you can go for it. First officer says, mm, very good. 
Federation sends more than one lackey. The more cannon we have, the better. Grimner looks at him and says, Hey, did you just call me a lackey? And he yeah. gives him the eye. Yeah, I think he just did, uh, Grimner. Kara starts to put her hand up, but Graves shoves it back down. <laughs> the first officer says, Well, we should probably proceed to, uh, well, uh, the, quote, hollow deck. Grimner he charges through the corridors. Grimner is still giving him the eye. The hollow deck? I bet this guy also has problems with the sense oars. <laughs> the first officer says, this hollow deck was installed but two months ago, and it has given us no end of troubles. We were cloaked when we were hit by an ion storm, and our computer core decided that it did not like to serve the Empire any longer. Before we could give it an honorable death, it has locked our captain and guest real, into real its quick, program. Real quick, can, can I do a roll for uh, Grimnir to know the implications of an ion storm? Uh, go for it. This All is right. what happens uh, when you don't watch your sense oars. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I've never made an actual character sheet for Grimnir, as he's technically an NPC. However, for this um, roll, I am going to say it's very low. So 2d20, I'm going to say it's 10 for him to know. That's good, good number. One success. One success. So, Duncan, it is up to you to interpret that one success at a skill of 10. Uh, in, Gr in Grimnir's imagination, he sees the ion storm as this great wave of particles crashing over the ship, causing it to tumble and tumble end over end with lightning okay. and booms and much drama. So, so when that line is said, when, when, when the, the, the Klingon first officer says there's been an ion storm, Grimnir perks up and he says, have you buttoned down the Hassans? <laughs> or wait, it's been a while since I was a pirate. What was what was the line? Uh, have you done that? That Batten thing down the hatches. Have you done that thing? Uh, yeah, what he said. And he he points at Chorog. Have you done that thing? We have not tossed any dishonorable crew members out the airlock today. Today. I think that means the hatches are battened. <laughs> the um. The first officer leads the way, and there's a uh, large Federation-style holodeck door sort of haphazardly cut into this section of hallway. There is also a computer core in complete disarray right next to it. So the crew has an opportunity here to try to do a little bit of repair work before venturing further. Well, if we can uh, do a bit of uh, enhance the computer systems, at least try and get things stable with the energy flow, then perhaps uh, the holodeck will release whatever hold it has? Uh, cap uh, the captain nods. Do your work with the Federation technology. See if you cannot get this holodeck to obey orders. And Theron, you're able to assist in this role as well. Grimner punches it. <laughs> Roll for the punch. I'm going to spend five threat. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, considering it's Grimnir, I'm going to give him having a punch as uh, 20. And... Uh, Make it around he's, 17. He's probably got a, yes, uh, is, a focus on it. Is, um, so we'll, we'll make his uh, crit an 8. And uh, oh, no, uh, Nord, yes, you can't actually go that high, so it's oh, okay. 17 5 is kind of the highest you can reasonably do. Okay, and then technically we'll speaking, since he's putting five threat into it, the highest you could be is 15 because anything above that is a complication. Oh, that, that's that's fine. Like I said, I, I've never made a, a an actual character sheet for Grimnir because he's technically an NPC. Uh, yeah, but if you're just let's see, yeah, so for the roll, 17 so, 5 15. Five, seventeen, five, fifteen. All right, let's see what this is. Two successes, one complication. So Grimner, when he when he hears people talking engineering talk and there's a problem with this thing, he says, "Hey, I've got an idea. Have you ever tried percussive maintenance?" And he just punches it. The computer system flashes for a brief moment and then shocks Theron. <laughs> That door will never threaten anyone again. Was that really necessary, Mr. Grimnir? Hey, it's Mr. Tiberius. And I, it was. I apologize for the consequences. You can take them out on me later. All right, so um, Rick and Theron, I'm going to need rolls from you. uh, uh, Engineering insight. And for Theron, you're rolling one dice and assist. Okay, you say engineering insight, and what was it? What was the extra one? You're the... just rolling one die, so it's a one d twenty for you. Okay, one d twenty. Uh, so uh, you were assisting. What systems are we working on here? Uh, you're working on computer systems okay. for the computer control core for the holodeck, and interfacing that with the Klingon uh, computer systems. We... And you said you said a plus one to assist, right? No, I said you're only rolling one, one dice because you're assisting. Okay. So you don't get a 2d20, you get a 1d20. Do we have okay, a, a so momentum? Um, we do, because I, I got say you've got one earlier. Yeah, so you've got, a, I'd say, a total of um, two momentum right now. Okay, I'm going to be spending one because I've got cautious engineering, so that'll just add a bit of a... I, hmm. I could try... Right, so you... I could try jury rig to, uh, oh no, wait, we're just seeing what the problem is, we're, or are we repairing? Yeah, it's an insight, it's an insight, um, engineering role. Insight engineering. Oh no, I, oh no, I was just wondering if, uh, my, the jury rig talent I could use here to perform repairs. Think so yet. You are not doing repairs yet. Okay. So just give me that 1d20 roll. Okay. You're investigating, not repairing. Okay. Or diagnosing. All right, we have three total successes. You are able to gain full control of the um, Holodeck's basic parameters, as in loading a simple program, you're basically confirmed, hey, it's on, and you're able to restore the um, control systems to their specified levels versus the randomized setting that was taken over before for the basic parameters. The Holodeck safety is now off. It was set to, it was mistakenly set to on before, which is not the Klingon way. Grimner says, you're welcome. All right. 
So with that, you're also able to identify the problem is that it's a classic example of a holodeck loop. The program is insisting that the holodeck be uh, successfully completed because stopping it uh, mid-program may result in a catastrophic power overload. You're needing to go through the entire routine as what the holodeck designers say is a necessary safety step or as some Starfleet officers refer to as a death trap. <laughs> so what you will need to do is to insert yourself as holodeck characters to seamlessly integrate yourself into the holo setting. You'll need to beam into the holodeck and you will be able to, with those three successes, also identify where Commander Karn is. So you'll be able to join him wherever he is in that program. Quick question. What exactly is Grimnir being told about what is happening? Um, he's catching these explanations, like, you know, like all of the, we've got to uh, beam in as holodeck characters, yada, yada, yada. Okay. So he's catching this as a bystander to the technical explanations. So uh, Grimnir raises his hand with a finger pointed up and says, I, I have an idea. I'd ask if I could try it but I'm pretty sure you'd all tell me no. So I'm going to do it anyway. And he looks over at the, the console that the, uh, the, 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 the console that the holodeck is linked to, you know, at the arc and all that. And he just reaches in and he tries to pull all the cables out. Um, Graves. Does so. Graves says, uh, belay that, um, bartender. Right, right as he wraps his hands around the cables, uh, Graves says that, and he says, Oh, yeah, sure, because I'm pretty sure this would work. Uh, it, it, no, let's not risk any massive power surges. Yeah, it's either blowing up the whole ship, or, um, it, yeah, basically blow up the whole ship if we do that. He's got his All hands right, wrapped um, around the cables, he looks around at Graves and Rick, and he says, if you think so, all right. Nee, let's go of them. All right. So Graves says, um, all right, let's... Uh, can we turn the safety back on? Can we? Uh, yes, you can. Question. You have full control over the basic safety parameters now. Yeah, yeah, we have full control over it, so while there was a refresh, we can, um... And just... And he just flips over the, the toggle... Um, safety parameters have been reestablished. Kara rubs the end of it. All right. Remember, safety third. <laughs> safety, what is that? All right, Graves says, all right, um, else it's a heads up. The program may try to replace your attire. Uh, just roll with it. Grimner looks down at his uh, bartending attire. You know, one of these days, y'all could give me one of those fancy uniforms you all wear. It looks pretty snazzy. Uh, you got to go through training first. What you could do. I will talk about that later. Um, all right. So uh, Graves makes a note of. Um, all right. So as far as the program goes, uh, do your best in there. And um, there could be some stuff jumbled around from the main computer core. But yeah, again, just roll with it as best you can. Um, away team to the uh, transporter room to beam in there. Um, unless you have any questions. Yeah. Why didn't we do that first? Uh, well, we basically needed to make sure, do our best to uh, survey the computer core right here. Because if it was just in a volcano inferno right now, that would be a bad thing to jump into. 
but for right now, things seem stable. More specifically, then, why was I here? Um, well, in case uh, he just points to Grimnir and Chorag, eh, we needed someone better at negotiations. Grimnir flexes. Every time I've tried to negotiate so far, you've told me no. You did a really good job with the Gorns. That was different. Chorag raises in. Right. What's wrong with the way I negotiate? You want to go play in the holodeck or not? Kara shrugs. Hey, All right, you're going in there. Fun. Grimner says, last I'll time I played in a holodeck, I got to fight a dragon, and that was fun. Let's go do it. <laughs> Grimner says, I'll stay out here um, and just liaise with the Klingons while you are doing your best. Keep your comm channels open, and if you need an extraction, just scream. Kara sighs and walks back to the transporter room. First it was the damn Wendigo, then there was a goddamn dragon that stole my dragon. What's next? Grimner stops and looks at Captain Graves and says, Did you just say what I think you just said? Grim? Uh, I possibly, yes. He, he looks at Graves with a very judgmental, condescending look and says, All right, laddie, prepare for what's about to happen then. This is on you. And he walks into the holodeck. Uh, the door is closed. Oh. <laughs> he walks into the door. <laughs> Just, I thought you said walk into the holodeck. What the fuck happened? He said get into the transporter room over here, big guy. Oh, oh, my bad. My <laughs> bad. Come on, okay. Eli whispers to Graves, oh, oh baby, Sipin, don't worry. I heard that. No. <laughs> Like, you're gonna sit on a baby? <laughs> <laughs> the group arrives in the transporter room, and with a flick of a switch, you are beamed from transporter room two on the Klingon ship into what appears to be a Terran schoolroom. Students are filing into their desks, wearing miscellaneous clothing from Earth century 1990s. There is much neon and denim and flannel on display. Oh, that kind of thing. I thought desk. you meant mirror universe classroom, but I was like, okay. Sitting at one of the desks. Sitting in one of the desks, in what appears to be a human baseball jacket and hat, is Fleet Commander Karn looking completely miserable. Oh, thank God, you have arrived. <laughs> Or thank Kalis. What's wrong? Please. Is there a pop quiz? There have been many and sundry pop quizzes. <laughs> I do not appreciate them. Dishonorable Bakhtag teacher. Yes, that is precisely what I said. But I am not allowed to kill them in ritualistic combat. This is an infringement upon my rights. I know, right? Grimnir, Grimnir looks around. What, what is Grimnir wearing? Grimnir is wearing a uh, white t-shirt and uh, denim overalls. <laughs> Grimnir looks down at himself. He looks like he was about to say something to what Karn just said, but then he looks down at himself and he just stops and he looks like he looks completely flabbergasted like he's trying to process it. For the record, Kara looks like a neon pink mole rat. <laughs> Have you got the scrunchies? Of course. They're around her twin-tailed hair. 
Trollog is wearing a long leather jacket, a pair of dark sunglasses, a flannel shirt, jeans, and boots. Grimner looks at Trollog and says, Why did you get the cool outfit? God damn it. Oh, wait, I was going to do something. Oh, where did that teacher go? And he starts <laughs> lunging aggressively toward the teacher, quote unquote. Uh, this is not going to go how you think it is. <laughs> the elderly teacher. Um, it's a... <laughs> the elderly teacher is a, another Klingon. One that looks very ruffled, but at the same time is wearing a tweed suit. He takes the lunging uh, Grimnir and throws him back into his chair and says, That is not the way of a warrior. The way of a warrior is learning mathematics. Oh, take your seats. And as the DM, I'm going to sort of lay out your sort of objective in this scenario. You're stuck in this classroom. Before, before you do that, I, I, I just want to say before you do that, I just want to point out how hilarious it is. The image of a Klingon in a tweed suit. Continue. <laughs> that, that is a hilarious image. The, the Klingon in the tweed suit um, is your sort of your first major obstacle here. You have to escape this classroom to advance the program, but one person hasn't been enough to do that. So you're going to have to either play it straight and just go through the class or try to find some way of escaping the classroom, like faking an illness or try to sneak out, or you can try violence again <laughs> or just book it and see who makes it. Or just so, like the teacher. You know your suit is anachronistic. The the teacher just sort of like phases for a minute and then just sort of resumes like a uh, rote lesson about mathematics. It's quite <laughs> glitchy. Gr Grimner perks up and looks at Kara and says, Hey, I think that actually might work. Let's find more shit like that, eh? Kara nods, sits down, and then raises her hand to ask a question. The teacher is some time before actually recognizing Kara's hand is up and says, Yes, Miss Junrani. Sir, since we're talking about mathematics, how about set theory? Can you tell me if a set of all sets contains itself? <laughs> the Klingon says, Of course, the answer is undefined. <laughs> of course, the Kirk Protocol. Why did I not think of that? Chorog raises his hand slowly. Does Bill the, does Bill and I know you raided his wardrobe? Uh, so yeah, do you Klingon think the statement is said, false? The Klingon school teacher um, starts to uh, sort of like as you keep throwing stuff at him, the program is glitchy, but it's not failing. It basically looks like there's sort of like an upper boundary on how much you can get this like glitch to happen. And as you throw in like references like Bill Nye, it's sort of like it's adapting to the anachronisms and just like filtering out the noise that you're sort of getting it. Okay. Hmm. Um, hey, my question was about math. I think I got about as far as we're going to get this way. Does, does the teacher look like he's like distracted and, and not focused on the people there? He's paying very close attention. He's just not considerate of them. Okay. Uh, I, I want to look Grimner, so you can try. Uh, there, you there, can there's try. paper and pencil, right? 
Yes. Um, the uh, Klingon is... Oh, go ahead. So the Klingon is going to throw out the first question. Oh, boy. And he says, A right triangle with legs four centimeters and five centimeters stands before you. What is the length of the hypotenuse? What's the rule for Kara to stick a finger down her throat and puke on the student next to her? <laughs> um, medical control. <laughs> uh, can can Rick look for uh, like a fire alarm or anything like that? You can do an inside engineering roll. Kara just got three successes on that. <laughs> Kara spews profusely on the student next to her. Now, is that one of your fellow crew members? No, she would have aimed in a different direction. She's a kinder than that. So you spew it on one of the other kids, a, um, a it's just standard-looking '90s uh, Earth human person. Uh, the kid, the kid recoils like, "Oh, gross!" Uh, prof, I think I need to go to the nurse's office. You clearly have a dysfunction of your bowels. You may go as to not detract from the experiences of the other students. So the second Grimner realizes the teacher is distracted, he's going to jump up and attack him. Okay, but first, Kara just wipes her mouth and says, later, fools, as she gets up to leave. <laughs> Kara is able to leave. Now, no one volunteered to escort her to the nurse's office, correct? Nope. Uh, Don't know how yep. this works. I've never been to a human high school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rick sword got two successes on, on just like the jailer okay, is so I must attack him so your uh, Rick Deer is able to uh, identify where the fire alarm is so it is a couple of seats behind him so if he gets up it will be noticed however Grimnir is currently lunging for the teacher yeah, well, that um, is going on. Uh, Rick T will try and stealth, like, get up out of the seat, but, like, sort of, like, crawl around, not to actually, okay. you know, like, raise up. You should uh, definitely get security. a bonus to a stealth roll. <laughs> uh, control security. You only need one, uh, one success for this. Uh, As Grimnir is mid-lunch. You have a seven-foot monster distracting him. Okay, that is... 15. Two successes! You are able to swiftly pull the fire alarm. Everyone screams and begins filing out. The teacher says, We will begin this important lesson in mathematics later, as he punches Grimnir in the face. Uh, as Grimnir gets punched in the face, uh, Karn grabs him by the throat and choke slams him through a desk and says, Grimnir, this, this human also needs to attend the doctor's office. Wait, Karn grabs Grimnir by the yeah. throat? Yep. <laughs> um, I'm just going to give that to you. You do that. <laughs> Grimnir caught unawares. Yeah, he, was the, so he was in the middle of trying to fight the teacher and then all of a sudden just oh, hi you're sexy the teacher bows to uh to uh, uh karn and says that is good make sure this one is well repaired for his studies i gra grabs grimnir by the back of the uh uh the the scruff of the back of their shirt and grimnir then... has long hair so oh, okay, great. Grabs by the hair. Uh, and then very quietly says, go with it. 
as he pretends to start dragging him towards the door. Grimner nods and says, Hey, teacher, what are we going to do about... Oh, fuck, I forgot the lyrics to the song. <laughs> hey, teacher, leave them kids alone. <laughs> that, 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 what he said. <laughs> okay, so um, between the... like, Let's say Car is simply just waiting in a convenient hiding spot in the hallway for people to start exiting. There's a flood of students, but you are now sort of as the holographic uh, uh, school children sort of move in one direction, you're sort of like left in kind of a, a stationary among the flow. So you're easy. It's easy to pick out all the members of the crew. So you're now in a group in the hallway. You can't get out of the school. That was the first time I've ever had to use puking to solve a problem. Hey, An ingenious that's... solution. I should have aimed for the professor, though. That would have been funny. Hey. Grimner looks at Corrin and says, I did not believe we met before, but I like you. I appreciated you your, your attempt to use oh, no, violence Karin. as a solution. Violence is always the best solution. Why do you and think I'm a bartender? Exactly! And he attempts to, uh, Lieutenant Tardigrade has taught me the human gesture of a high five. Shall we engage in one now? Indeed! And, and Grimner raises his massive paw of a hand up in the air. Karn, Karn jumps up and high-fives it. Wait, Karn, how tall is Karn? I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's up to you. Uh, probably like, you know, Klingon size, 6'8", six, 6'7", six, somewhere around there. Oh, he's about Grimnir's size. Uh, Grimnir okay. is canonically 7 foot. Okay, well then he does... He, so uh, he still jumps side. because it looks cool. So, yeah. Well, when Grimnir sees that, he's, he jumps too. So they're like high-fiving 8 feet in the air. Kara watches them, looks to Chorog, looks to Marcus. Remember what I said, sir? Violence is never the answer. It's the question. Mar and the answer is yes. Mar Marcus is not in the holodeck. Oh. Wait, I thought he was. No, I got confused there. I thought he was. Well, okay. Well, violence is definitely a solution on a pirate ship, that I can tell you. Grubner nods. You fools forget Eli is in charge now. <laughs> Well, I don't know. It seems like Grimnir's in charge. Now, Grimnir's just the muscle. <laughs> All right. So, Eli, you can now direct your crew um, in some direction. You probably don't want to stay in the school. All right. Let's let's skip class. Um, um, let, let's try to find John. Did Waitley say where John was? I forget. No, he didn't. Waitley said John was fine and everything was okie dokie. Uh, no, I was asking that in character. Oh. Uh, in which case, who was on the bridge when we uh, when Waitley said that? Um, there wasn't um, anything was in the that room. he said regarding that. All he said, though, was John is fine. All right, let's at least try to spread out and find him, but after we get out of this wretched place. I'm on your All six. Right. As you proceed, you're able to basically work out the floor plan of the school, and you're able to find the front doors. They are locked. Kara goes over and finds the fire doors and kicks them open. Emergency exit. The fire, the fire doors are now open, and you are outside of the school. Now, I do want to wait for uh, Kale to get back before starting the next bit. All right, smoke if you got them, folks. All right. If you want, uh, let's uh, go ahead and take our break right now. 
Um, just a couple of minutes, and we'll resume uh, once people are back. Without further ado, we cut back to the uh, crew stumbling out into the bright sunlight of the city, which appears to be on Ketamar for some reason. Grimner it says, looks like, Ooh, I like this place. It's pretty. It has some traditional Akinaba architecture, but it also has... Um, oh, quick, Chorog, uh, could you... Uh, I got some pretty bad feedback coming out of that, so you just um, make sure your audio isn't too loud blaring into your uh, speakers. Okay, hang on. I didn't hear anything. Oh, no. Uh, let me just do some door talking. Okay, we're good. Yeah, I just got something weird in my headset. Anyway, so the uh, Kinnabar uh, architecture has... It looks like Kinnabar, but it also has bits of 1990s L.A. It's just spliced <laughs> into this as well. It's some. It's sometimes not even like a good join. It's just pretty haphazard. It looks like two different programs have merged together, and in some, uh, in just some weird ways. You get further confirmation of that though, as f just bright lights just start flashing all around the crew as they step out into the courtyard in front of the school, and appearing around you is a group of Jem'Hadar. In silver spandex. They're making just strange arm gestures, just surrounding you, making all sorts of weird noises. They're also Jem'Hadar. Grimnir stops, looks around. He says, I've, I've done quite a bit of Federation combat training. It has not prepared me for this. Kara has Why are the... laughing. <laughs> Why are they emoting in this way? I do not understand. Let's talk some more smash. Germaner nods uh, in, in, in Chorog's direction and says, Hey, I do not care if they're uh, approaching us. I agree with this sentiment. All right, give me some attack rolls. All right, well, Karn will uh, will charge forward and uh, attempt. Oh, I don't have a bot left on this character sheet. Okay. Um, uh, I have hand-to-hand -hand combat in one of my focuses. I'd like to use that. Sure. Yeah, so you are now just, it's hand-to-hand -hand martial arts combat. You have no equipment with you presently. Okay, got it. Okay, so what am I rolling? Uh, uh daring security. Kara waits for one to come close and kicks out her leg at it to trip it. Is this all of us? Yes. She has two successes. What else do I got to add in to use that hand-to-hand -hand combat? Focus. You're just like you for your focus to apply. You modify your crit range to whatever the corresponding um, security value is. So if your security is five, your crit range is five. If it's four, your crit range is four. That's what happens when a focus applies. Okay. I'm trying to remember what Grimner's role would be for this. Because like I said, um, I'd say seven, I, I, seven I don't, five. I don't have an actual actually, character sheet for him, but um, actually. Because it's just hand to hand, and based on the character he is, and, and, I would just and he say would, me... he would pull in the time stop shout for this. So I imagine that oh, would okay. apply so, somewhere. Uh, I would just say roll a two d twenty seventeen five. Two successes. All right, and uh, Farron, any attack roll? Mm hmm. Uh, what's the roll on that? It's uh, a during security. Uh, where's Theron's character sheet? There it is, 14. Oh, yeah, it's not at the top. He made his character sheet forever ago. Oh, there it is. Yep, he's rolling. 
So just two D four, two D twenty. Uh, those two together. Two D twenty, and then space fourteen. One success. So, Kara, uh, Chorog, and uh, Grimnir each take out a corresponding gemhead our putty. Theron, uh, Rick, and Kara are, and uh, Eli are engaged in martial arts combat with that. Um, Karn, uh, give also give me a roll. Okay, uh, I'm assuming daring security. Yep. Okay, and uh, what is my target number? Uh, your daring security value. Oh, those okay, two yeah. numbers combined. Uh, okay, so that is. Kara watches the one she tripped fly apart as it hits the ground, and she goes, "What the hell?" Grimner's just and like, this is fun! Can we do this again sometime? Uh, two successes Karn. and zero combinations. So, Karn uh, pun punches the uh, Jem'Hadar putty in the center of the chest, and it just explodes. I vote we call them Juddies. I love it. Charles watches as the Juddy he threw against a wall splatter on impact. What was that you should about? attack the extremely obvious target in the center of their chest. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, Grimner turns around, Eli? he sees a group of them and shouts, Because, you know, he, uh, big epic fight scene, he has to do the obligatory thing. Uh, they just fly in just comical ways, just like tumbling and tumbling and tumbling. And yeah, they're just out of it. So... I will need additional rolls from Theron, from Rick, and Eli. Do another roll. Do a barrel roll. Uh, another roll. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Nick! Oh my god, yes! Thank you! Um, we needed a couple Ladies and gentlemen, we found Billy! <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> Rick and Theron defeat their putties, although a gang just descends upon Eli. He screams, ah, as they just start pummeling and pummeling him. Grimner, knowing that Eli is the one in charge of this mission, being a military man, he immediately makes his way in that direction to assist him. Charles also All right, so for those assisting, just give me uh, more daring security rolls. And while they're doing that, I'd like to point out that when Kara saw this, she fell over laughing again. <laughs> she didn't have time to catch up, to get up, just fell over laughing. She got in like one knee and she's back down. Lowercase d for Chorog. Two successes for Grimner. Two successes one success from Karn. One success from Karn, and yeah, everyone else is just getting two successes. You guys just swoop in and with almost coordinated martial arts glory, just wipe out the rest of the uh, Juddies. Thank you. Grimner, <laughs> Grimner grabs Eli's hand, pulls him off the ground and says, You're welcome, sir. Now, do not put us in that situation again. Eh? Just, you know, keep that between us. Kara wipes her eyes. I promise I won't tell Graves. <laughs> Grimner glares at Kara. You what? never get another. Oh, uh, hey, uh, quick question: What is Kara's drink? Uh, what is Kara's favorite drink that she always orders at Club Forty Two? Soma. 
You never get another summer from me again if you speak another word of it. Yeah. Grimnir glares and then just turns back to Eli and says, Are you all right, sir? I'm fine just having flashbacks of a particularly horrible vacation to Norfolk. <laughs> Grimnir blinks, not understanding. All right. <clears throat> Turns and looks at Karn and says, Are you all right? Fine, you appear to be well. Oh, Karn, not Karn. No, 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 I said Karn. Oh, okay. Uh, I appear to be well. As well as one can be under these extremely strange circumstances. All right. Indeed. Let us continue on and find... What the fuck was it we were after? We're looking for John. Ah, that's right. The, the wee little lad. Let's go find him. As you, take, as you take your first step, there's just a glowing light around each, or around each of you. And suddenly you find yourselves just flying in the air, just at incredible speed, being transported to what appears to be some kind of building. Again, it's just this weird mix of something that may have appeared in a Saturday morning cartoon show in or Saturday morning show in the 90s and Kittim Architecture. Could be the main uh, diplomatic building, but it's just so hard to tell on this. Each during, appears in... During the sudden ascension, Grimnir screams like a little girl. Yeah, it is right. As they go along, Kara screams something about a goddamn belt buckle communicator from hell. <laughs> and Trog also is uh, yelling something about pirates aren't meant to fly. So uh, as Karn you does not yell, arrive, that <laughs> you arrive in this darkened chamber. Each of you is there. You're able to quickly take stock and say, "Okay, we're all here." A voice booms. Mm, good. I was uh, despairing that worthy candidates would be selected among teenagers with attitude. And the lights sort of expand on, and you see this giant sort of, like, in, like, this sort of, um, this, uh, kind of almost neon-colored room with a central tube in the center of it. And floating in that tube is the disembodied head of Gowron. <laughs> Damn it! Oh, oh God! Mark <laughs> has fallen over laughing again! I've, this is I've, the greatest night in the history of our sport. <laughs> yeah, I'm falling over laughing too. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, Karn immediately attempts to engage him in a staring contest. <laughs> he just naturally, Gal Gowron naturally um, follows into it. You I want to see the a, dice uh, roll for this. Okay, so you've got to roll a. Command presence roll. Okay. Screw it. I'm spending six threat. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have any focuses that apply? Uh, let's see. No. Um, uh, composure. Composure might apply. That that sounds like composure it would apply. Would apply. Yeah. Okay, so that would bump my crit range up to uh, it would be my command value, so five. Yeah, so that roll you just did was uh, the um, the roll, correct? Yeah. So that's three successes. So you get two successes, but one... Con uh, yeah, so you've got three successes and a complication. 
All right. Wait, where's the complication? That much threat. Oh, because, yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't add that in. So we're having to work it out from the numbers. So, so I spent six threat. The complication range was 14. <laughs> so he's able to stare down the mighty Gauron in his floating tank. However, he trips over Gara. <laughs> Meanwhile, Grimner is in the back still like, am I still alive? Wait, what's going on? <laughs> uh, the great Gowron says, uh, the great Gowron says, an evil presence has awakened here on the planet Kitimo, one that brings doom and destruction onto all of the helpless people here of the Federation and also some Klingons. You will form an elite squad to fight the fearful founder and her lackeys, the Blizzard Breen, Damar, and Gold Ducat. <laughs> <laughs> when when, when the, the, the Gowron head says, and even some Klingons, Grimner quirks his head like, wait, are they not the same? I thought people were people, wait, what is going on here? I thought we were all on the same page. You know what? Fuck it. Y'all are in charge. This is above my pay grade. Just tell me who to punch. <laughs> you will you will get your chance soon as I make you into the mighty uh four strike team. Do what now? The mighty four strike team, the most powerful fighting force the galaxy has ever known. Grimner looks around at everybody else. Y'all got any idea what the fuck he's on about? Nope. Um, as he says that, Gowron just looks at Grimnir, his eyes glow, and with a pop... Oh, shit! <laughs> Grimnir is wearing a blue suit of Klingon armor. <laughs> Ooh! Ooh, it's light and nimble. I like it. How strong is it, though? Somebody hit I me. I punch him. Hard. I punch him. Yeah, Ooh. immediately. Okay, uh... Give me a uh, fitness security roll, uh, Karn. Okay. Uh... Yeah. Watching this transpire, Trog mutters under his breath, Okay, no more EPS cleaner in the Venom. Someone could try to ask Karn how he ended up here, too. <laughs> that seems unlikely. At this point, already assumed what happened. There is no oh, sense to be had. But Rick well, just uh, sort well, of assumes uh, Tadic John. Not a great, has something to do with it. Alright, so Karn got two successes. Yeah, so uh, Karn uh, just punches. Uh, or no, one Grimnir. success. Sorry, I looked one a little success. high. One um, success. He just. Um, Grimnir feels it. He kind of totters back, but he recognizes that the suit has done a lot to cushion the blow. Grimnir right. grins and says, Hey, I might have to keep this if I be. Hey! Floating head in the sky. Can I keep this? I like this. It is now a part of you. It will be with you forever. Gr Grimnir, that's it's a hologram. What's a hologram? It's it's not real. It's hey. light and force fields. Floating head in the sky, sir, is a part of me forever. It's... I this like is it. Leave. Card Wait, is what? double face palming. Um, with that, uh. Um, Gowron just gives the glowing eye treatment to every single one of the uh, crew, and you all have your colored power armor. I Car see that mine is fancier than all of yours. Car looks down at the Ibby-styled armor she's wearing. Hey, at least he got it right. 
Galron, uh, Galron looks to Karn and says, Yes, you are the lone warrior. The one with the diff most differentest of the power zords that you will be using to fight the inevitably large and destructive forces of the Dominion. So, so when Karn says, hey, mine's different from everybody else's, Grimner slaps him on the shoulder and says, hey, as is fitting of as a great warrior as you are. Let us go into my, oh God, floating head in the sky is talking again. What is he saying? I was once Klingon High Chancellor. However, my head was cut off by the mighty wolf. But in secret, my head was installed in this gloating tube so I could serve the Empire in secret in creating the mighty Four Strike team. Ah, the Walt Disney. This all makes perfect sense to me. Please continue. <laughs> Grimner is just eating up every word Karn is saying. Is like, I have no idea what is going on, but continue. Tell me more. So... With that, there's just sort of like a lull, just a moment of silence. Is just Galron is just looking across the room, just apparently reacting to things that aren't there. But eventually, like a um, red light just starts flashing next to him. It says, "Oh, the city of Kitava is under attack by a very pernicious monster sent by the uh, uh, fearful founder. You must go <laughs> and defeat them with post haste." Post haste. Uh, Grimner shouts that. Host paste! Let's us go! As he, sh as he shouts that, the teleporter system then activates and rockets him out of the command center. <laughs> Not again! Good morning, women! Nice! Wee! So, as, as you are deposited in the quote city, it looks like a quarry. But you are just deposited in this middle of this just open pit with a lot large rock walls around you. And in the middle of the open pit, you see Wayu. It's simply Wayu. He is just standing there. It's like, hmm, I was waiting for you, Mighty Force Action Strike team. You have assembled and you think you could defeat the Dominion. Car looks around. Oh, ah, yes. Right? A very heavily populated city. I recognize it well. Good question. Would Grimner recognize Wayun from the, the, the infographics he's watched from the Dominion War? Or would it be one of those, like, uh, you're vaguely familiar, but I don't remember why? Up to um, you, DM. It's been a while. He might, he's going to recognize him as a Vorta. He may okay. not right, get the connection that Wayun served a very important role in the war. But it makes uh, sense. Dominion, Vorta, uh, probably someone from the Dominion War. That's what I was asking, is would Grimnir recognize Wayun, or would he, would he just be like, hey, you look vaguely familiar, and hey, you look like a bad guy I should punch? Uh, or would he know who Wayun is? I would say probably the latter. Okay. So w when that happens, Grimnir looks at him and says, I don't know who you are, but you have a very punchable face. And he lunges and punches at him. Okay, give me a uh, fitness security roll. Uh, if I can remember how that... There we go. 2d20. 17. Any... 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 Conditions? Nope. You're just punching him in the face. Uh, uh, oh, exclamation I... Exclamation point. Yep, yep. I fucked that up. My bad. 
There the we go. The car just dropped. Holy Jesus fucking fuck. Four successes. You punch Weyoun and he explodes. Uh, However, the explosion, as the explosion dissipates, you are now standing in front of two Weyoun. Hey, lads and lassies, I think I fucked it up. Don't do that. Car has gone chuckled. flying. Car has gone flying through the air with an explosion behind her. She flails her limbs as she flies. Ah! Yeah. <sighs> Trog slow marches towards one of the way. I'm gonna pop you like a gorge. Oh. All right, he can try to use martial arts as your combat moves are sort of ca- keep feeding into exaggerated arm and uh, uh, punches and kicks. So. Give me a uh, fitness uh, lowercase d. It's a shame the bot doesn't recognize a capitalized d. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, the big Cody. d is obviously better than the little d. Giggity. It would take an if-then statement. So anyway, Trog got three successes. He punches and also explodes another Wayun, leaving two more Wayun. You are now have three Wayun. Oh, dear God. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> yes. I had to. As soon as you said gold Ducat, I had to. Oh, God. We will include that online. Yes. <laughs> I should be. If we can actually do a, uh, a thumbnail for each episode, that should be the thumbnail for this episode. <laughs> yeah. it, it will be uh, in the um, the post and anyway. So if you open up the um, any of the the episodes, this episode, you will see the image that we are looking at. Kara uh, manages. Oh, well. Kara manages to get up to one knee and does kind of, you know, the Sentai, oh, I'm hurt pose with the arm across the chest and reaches out to the <laughs> other two. For God's sake, stop punching him. <laughs> but I do not know what else to do if I cannot punch him. It's a hydration. Wayun tries to punch um, Theron. All right, so... Two successes. So I will just say roll fitness security to try to dodge. You said fitness security? Yep. Oh. No successes, one complication. He punches you, and you go rolling end over end into Richtier. <laughs> can yeah, can Germaner can Germaner try to jump in the way to defend him? Nope. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Richtier was uh, just about to uh, launch himself at um... At one of the Wayunes, but tripped and um, fe- uh, fell face first down into the quarry. Another explosion. Why are there Forks exploding up. rocks everywhere? <laughs> the voice of Gowron shouts, Mighty Force, remember you can use your action weapons against the evil forces of the Dominion. We have uh, weapons. Yeah, Grimner gets a confused look on his face <laughs> and, and looks at himself like, "Where's my weapon? What is my weapon? Weapon? Perhaps, is... perhaps if we believe hard enough, our weapons will appear." And Karn is going to attempt to summon the golden Botleth. You summon the golden Botleth of Kalis. <laughs> hey, how'd and... you do that, lad? Believe. 
believe. Uh, I will take the golden botleth of Kaelas and uh, use it to chop the not golden Wayun of the Dominion in half. <laughs> Grimner believes in mead. <laughs> uh, let's see. Defeat you power friendship and the gun. Oh no! <laughs> no successes, one complication. Um. <laughs> the Wayun's tackle Karn, his uh the Batleth goes flying, and they just proceed to pummel him. Oh, 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 oh. Kara stands up and pulls out a stachok dagger, a type of Ibby dagger. She flips it around in her hand, turns it into a pistol, and opens fire on the Wayun that are attacking Karn. Alright. Um uh give me a control security roll. Two successes. One sec. Two successes. You are able to blast one of the Wayuns. They simply explode. It's not entirely pleasant for Karn, but there is one fewer Wayuns now punching him. Trog. If you shoot them, they don't grow back. <laughs> Trog thinks real hard Yet. and conjures up a twin pair of Nos green Noskin swords. Hey, this ain't bad. And promptly charges at the at the. Uh, Dominion forces. Like so the you are able that. to dominion, <laughs> the dominion. <laughs> so you are able to charge and give me a uh, daring security roll. Ooh, that's gonna be one success, one complication. You're able to get a good cut, but then you reflexively punch the Wayun. It explodes. There are now three Wayun again. <laughs> Uh, Rick uh, does a series of exaggerated movements, uh, somehow pulling uh, some kind of what looks like a kind of ray gun, uh, 90s ray gun from nowhere, and um, just sort of materializing in his hand as he does the movements, and he fires at, at um, one of the Rayoons, uh, like a, a type of a Sonic as... as uh, Circular waves just sort of emanate out from the front of the gun. All right, give me a control security roll. Okay, so one success, you're able to wound one of the Wayoons, drawing his attention away from Karn. Karn, what do you do? Uh, I think, well, how many Wayoons are on me right now? Uh, just one. Okay, uh, then I think Karn will uh, attempt to transition from getting punched in the face into putting some sort of MMA-style on-your-back chokehold on this guy. Okay, uh, fitness security. You mean like, yeah. a rear, like a rear naked choke? Well, no, not like a rear naked choke, more like a triangle, probably. Ooh, oh, a half nice. Nelson. <laughs> hey! One success! Who do that? These wounds are not physically competent. <laughs> Trog managed to uh, shake, him, shake his senses back, looks at his two swords. Mm, I wonder. And he smashes the handles together and they combine to form an energy bow. Like, ooh, I like this. <laughs> All right. Uh, give me a control security roll. One success. You shoot the Wayun that was wounded by Rick Tier. He explodes, but does not create more Wayuns. Baron, you're able to recover at this point. What do you do? Uh, I'm guessing how many other Wayuns are there? 
There are now two. Two? I'm going to go and uh, attack one of them. So you're just attacking with a weapon or attacking with your fists? Fists. <clears throat> go for it. Okay, so that's fitness security, correct? Yeah. Oh, success. Oh, oh, okay. So one success. <clears throat> so Theron, you punch a Wayun. It does not destroy the Wayun, and the Wayun goes tumbling towards Kara. All right, jumps out of the way. Uh, Eli. Hello, that is me. Do you want to use your fancy weapon? Um, yeah, Eli thinks real hard, and do, do, is it is it only one, or do I get, like, like, can I get a shield, too, or I'm just asking the logistics of this. I've never watched. You've got We're two going hands, to just, that, you realize. <laughs> <laughs> You've got two hands, let's just say you have to be able to carry your weapon. Oh, the other people. Okay. Yep, um, so Although, Eli... I'm oh, sorry. Although, I will say that, um, that picture you posted earlier would also work. Which picture? Oh, um, no. The... Car already did that. Car already did that. Eli <laughs> thinks real hard and summons a two-pronged spear. Well, this is unexpected. Classic choice. You can now try to stab or shoot an energy blast at the Wayunes. Um, stab, I guess. You tried to stab at one of the Wayoons. Uh, fitness security. Fitness security. You're, you're was just terrible. going for a powerful stab. You're just going for a powerful stab. Just go boom. Well, I'm glad I picked the easiest weapon for anyone to use. Two successes. You destroy a Wayoon. There's only one Wayoon left. Grimner picks himself up from the ground. Shakes himself off. He he looks very embarrassed and uh, a little upset. Without even thinking, a sword and a shield appear in his hand. He looks at them and he says, no. And he looks at that last remaining Wayoon. He says, I did not know if this will work here. But, the Loon, aus! And he attempts the marked for death shout. <laughs> Hmm. So, uh, give me a presence control roll. Uh, Grimnir's presence would not be maxed. Uh, I'd say it's probably control, about Control, I'd say. Seven. Control is maxed. So. Okay, so you're. I, I would uh, say. 12. So, okay. Yeah, that would get you about 12. And I would say he has a specialization in shouting. Yeah, so that would uh, 12, and then your control would be maxed, so that would be 12-5. Okay. Two successes. Two successes! The mark shout causes the way in to explode. It, like, it falls backwards in slow motion and just cries out and then explodes. It's <laughs> a large, fiery explosion, and you all have the opportunity to pose in front of the explosion. Of course. So, so Grimner... After that happens, he, he takes the, the, the sword that got summoned into his hand. He looks at everybody else and says, Remember, lads and lassies, and everyone else in between, you can solve your problems with just your voice. And an extreme measure of violence. That too, eh? You see, solving problems with brute force is satisfying because you get feedback 
right away. <laughs> did you not just see what I did by shouting? Did you? He's he's pointing like aggressively. Did you not just see? So at this point, the the audience camera pans up to a palace on the moon, and of course. a resplendent-looking female changeling is screaming, ah, "No, they destroyed the last Wayun clone." Whatever am I going to do? Gold Ducat says, Do not worry, my empress. We shall send our latest monster. And Lieutenant Tardigrade in a small little uh, birdcage waves. Gold Ducat takes the birdcage and throws it towards the earth. It tumbles end over end, landing into the quarry, whereupon it explodes and a giant Lieutenant Tardigrade looks down at the uh, Mighty Action Team. Hi, John. Uh, a real quick question, because I, I honestly can't remember. Did Grimnir ever meet Tardigrade? Um, I don't think uh, Grimnir met Lieutenant Tardigrade, but he's yeah, definitely I, met other Tardigrades by this point. Yeah, I, I know he knows the other Tardigrades, but did Grimnir ever meet yeah. John is the question I'm asking. I don't think so. Yeah, I think Grimnir came along. Oh wait, no, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like, do you remember they, Grimnir coming, coming along right before? Right before, yeah. So Grimnir will have met John. Okay, so all right, so Grimnir sees this. He's got his sword and his shield, and he knows his shouts work. He looks at him and he says, "Hey, you remember me? You awesome need." John looks down at the group and says, No, because I'm a bad guy. And <laughs> he, uh, he totters towards the city, uh, extends a paw, and just slashes through a building. It explodes. John, oh, you're not what a are you doing? Guy. Get down from there. I'm oh, no. Think of all the... I go and smash. I smash and smash and smash and smash and smash. Oh no, think of all the cards. Every time people. he says that, something gets smashing. <laughs> We're gonna need bigger weapons. Uh, the voice of Gowron booms. Mighty Force, now is time to don your battleship swords. Wait, or what? Well, yeah, Grimner's like, what? like, who do what now? Kara's like, I, I think I get how this works now. So, so at strikes... that moment, everyone is. You want me to go? Go for it. Yeah. At that moment, Kara strikes a pose and shouts out, Cardenas Dreadnought! <laughs> and you're teleported into a scene of a Cardenas Dreadnought just descending from the sky and just looking very cool. And it's bright pink. Kara looks around. Well, that's on the brand. Force. Trog shrugs and makes an awkward pose and Gringarumba! And is... And you are immediately transported. <laughs> Boo! He is transported into a green garumba flying into the scene. Home sweet home. Grimner looks at Odyssey! And, uh... uh Sorry, go ahead. Theron no, basically go. echoes go out Silver Sentry. And he is whisked into a silver uh, bowel sentry ship. Uh, 
Karn will look at the sky and hold up a hand and say, I summon the best ship ever designed! <laughs> and Oberth begins to appear. No! <laughs> How dare you! How dare you! <laughs> it begins to appear. It begins to appear. But as as Karn just has this um, like this visceral gut reaction of hatred and disgust, it just Why did someone strap a canoe to a canoe? <laughs> 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 the the Oberth explodes, and through the explosion flies a golden brel bird of prey. It's better. <laughs> Karn is transported inside. So, Rick, what is your ship? Oh, uh, Rick shouts, Odyssey! And, uh, an orange, uh, Enterprise-looking ship. Appears, yes, and you are in that. And lastly, Eli... Luna class, he says, dabbing. <laughs> <laughs> and he is now in a Luna class. Now, uh, Nord, uh, did you go? No, I haven't yet. Grimner okay. uh, watches all of this. He sees everything going on. He says, I have no idea what the fuck is happening. I was making my way over to Karn to suggest we team up, but, uh, he got a lot bigger than me. Uh, Star Treat! <laughs> and shouts that he is transported inside um, a just mishmash of just all of the Starfleet ships. It is the USS Thundercook and Falcon Bird <laughs> in blue. <laughs> I believe yes. it was assembled incorrectly. It looks about the same as most Starfleet ships. Something in fact, it guess. makes more sense than that than that frisbee you showed me earlier. <laughs> so you're now all floating, just sort of like hovering around the city, and you're just able to sort of get into attack position. So John is just rampaging through the city. It's just this giant tardigrade just going, Whee! Smashy, smash, smash, smash. <laughs> and you're each able to do an attack roll at this point. So it is going to be a con control roll. Con! Sorry. God, I wish I had my sound commands in this Discord. Kara gets five successes with her tractor beam. Uh, out of curiosity, do is there anything you think about Grimner that would apply specifically about this? He has no idea how to fly a starship. You are rolling for a seven. You know what? I'll roll with that. Okay. I'm still stunned over five successes. Uh, <laughs> what's the roll for? Right. Zero successes for Grimner. So, con control for Rick and Theron. We still need your rolls. Grimner's like, can I just shout? I'm really good at shouting. So, one success from Rick here. Welcome back, Theron. You, you, uh, apparently, you need to do a combat roll. Uh, con control. Con control. Okay. As Grimner shouts, command not recognized. For Soda! Command not recognized. <laughs> the fuck? Command recognized. 
Oops. So, <clears throat> okay. So, Rick and Theron, you're able to do a little bit of damage, but um, uh, Lieutenant Tardigrade swings a paw and knocks Theron aside. Um, Grimnir is just spinning in circles, just sort of like some way off the uh, main <laughs> combat, while Eli and uh, Charg are able to set up good flanking maneuvers. Grimnir, uh, sorry, um, Charog is able to swoop in and just do a really good strafing run, while um, the sort of the reeling Lieutenant Tardigrade is captured by Kara's uh, tractor beam. But Lieutenant Tardigrade responds by, let's see if this plays. Ooh, I just had a thought. I'm going to let you finish what you're doing, but I, I, I just had a thought. Oh, oh, what is this? <laughs> that is what Lieutenant Tardigrade does in return. <laughs> To explain for the audience, there is a little video of Lieutenant Tardigrade suddenly getting Super Saiyan hair and then firing a massive blue laser out of his mouth. I wish I could see it. It's not playing for me. Oh, no! It, 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 it essentially has him go, oh, and then... I, I downloaded it. it. I downloaded okay. it, yes. <laughs> you have to watch it. it that might beautiful. be one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> That needs to go on next ten forward weekly, Kale. Ah, then yes. it is. Yes, it does. <laughs> so he fires this laser, and all the shit is scattering. He he um. Everyone goes scattering. A big blinking light appears on everyone's control. It's just this big red button that says "combine." Uh, I Ooh. start smashing it immediately. Oh, red button. I was going to say, oh, does Grimner see it? Yeah, everyone sees it. Yeah, as soon as Grimner sees it, he's like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Smash. <laughs> All right. Everyone needs push. to give me a um, another con control roll, and I'm going to be spending four threat. So everyone's complication is going to be 16. Okay. Uh, so two... D20. I believe it was what, 14 for <laughs> And then. Wait. Oh, it was seven? Okay. Yeah, seven for seven. Um, your, your uh, target. And then one and then 16. You realize this is going to end horribly, right? <laughs> well, that's why I decided to spend my threat. <laughs> Holy oh! shit! Two successes! <laughs> This is why Grimnir is God. <laughs> this is what he was built for. Completely irrelevant holodeck adventures. <laughs> Grimnir and Eli leading the way on this one. You know, the funny thing is, this is not the first time that applies. Holy shit. Oh, Theron God. the only one with a complication. <sighs> oh, no. Oh, I no, thought two. Not the only one. Two complications for Rick. One complication one for Kara. Okay, so what happens is that uh, Grimnir's ship comes in first and starts forming the chest of the thing. Um, the arm comes in next. That is Rick Tier. However, he just comes in and just completely misses and crashes into a building. <laughs> Kara, you are anticipating that there is going to be a hand there. So you are able to sort of successfully connect, but you're connected directly to the shoulder. So <laughs> things are already a little bit of a mess. Um, Chora, uh, actually, let's go with uh, 
Eli, you uh, next form one of the legs, while uh, Theron forms one of the other legs. I will get to his super amazing successes in just a minute. While Chora connects into your um, uh, hand, the bird of prey swoops down and forms the head of the machine. Seeing everything just go to crap with respect to Rick here, um, Theron is able to swiftly work through a series of tractor beams to reconfigure the rest of the ship and allow, or to recover Rick, pull off you, uh, um, uh, pull off Kara, and just successfully assemble the rest of the ship. So you now form the super ship Megazord. It looks terrible. But you're now in a fighting mech um, the size of giant Lieutenant Tardigrade. Germner says, should I shout through the loudspeaker or should I just get out and shout directly? Realizing that everyone is suddenly in the same room, Kara goes, no, no. That's <laughs> us to do different questions. It is imperative none of us do the Janeway maneuver because we don't have enough kindergartens on any of these ships. <laughs> <laughs> Iromi is like, what do you mean there's not enough kindergartners? Grimnir's there. But Grimnir would not say that. Gr Grimnir All counts right. as 15 kindergartners. Uh, at this moment, Lieutenant as, Tardigrade as says... Generous. Lieutenant Tardigrade says... Ooh, fighty fighty! Kaioken! And he punches at the um, the fighting action mighty force um, robot. Meanwhile, Grimner's still like, should I get out and shout at him directly? No, what oh, shit, we're getting punched. So you've got a Lieutenant Tardigrade coming at you with a punch. You now have to evade, which means that your legs, which I believe is Theron and Eli? You said, you said me. Okay, so Theron and Eli, you must make leg rolls to try to move the, um, uh, the, um, the Zord out of the way. Really hope you didn't skip so that like gonna that. Be, so that is a control uh, con roll. While to do a counter punch, both elements of the fist doing the punching have to do it. For this time, I'd say it's the right fist. So that is going to be uh, Nord and uh, Chorok. Well, no, I'm I'm not a fist. I'm I'm the chest. Oh yeah, you're the torso. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So okay, and, and, and yes, as, while as, Chapo Waitley is just face palming and shaking his head, going, "Why the fuck is this even happening?" <laughs> okay, so uh, Kara, you're going to give the control con roll for the right hand, the right hook. Am and I, as, am, and I the as, right, am I the right hand? I th I think you're left. Yeah. Okay, left. Because my because the grumba turns into a giant six fingered claw. Yeah. Three successes for your hand. hand. So the hand is able to punch Lieutenant Tardgrade back. He goes flying through more buildings, exploding, and just cries out. The feet <laughs> do magnificent work. Theron is able to do a quick step. Eli is able to keep pace, and you are able to follow up with another punch from um, Rick and Chorog. What am I rolling? <laughs> control con. Okay, uh, control con for me as well. Yep. Everyone's just piloting their part of the ship using a series of levers can i can i make a roll for grimner to realize the best way to do this uh go for it what, what, insight what, engineering what? so well, that would I, be i i meant i meant psychological i meant psychologically oh um like, yeah let's how, yeah, how to a, talk to john 
Uh, give me a 2d 14. 14? Okay. So as you're Everybody out, else second, continue. As you're working through the next punch, um, Rick and Chorog go in for the next fist punch. However, while they are able to successfully land a blow, Rick Tear detaches again, and the left arm falls off. Jeez. <laughs> oh, when you do a rocket punch, you have to turn on the rockets first. I was trying to rewrap power. So Grim, uh, Grimnir is able, with two successes there, able to make an impo- emotional plea to tar- Lieutenant Tardigrade. Yeah, so, so as, 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 as Grimnir realizes this fight is not going well, he's like, Oi, let me plug into the ox, as the kids see. And he grabs a microphone and he says, John! John! Yeah, you! Little boy! John! Yeah, I see you there. Yeah. Yeah, you're looking at... Yeah, you! Yeah, you! Yeah, hey, hey. You remember me? Yeah, hey. Person. You know, I ain't going to argue with that. All right. So you are someone who has been desperately missed on the Reliant for some time now. Yeah. Yeah. We miss you. We we do not want to fight you. Do, do you understand that? I mean, yeah, we got lots of cookies. And Grimner covers the Grimner covers the mic, and he's like, "What the fuck are cookies? <laughs> Do we have cookies? We had to train cookies. the replicator on my starship to create these cookies to keep John in line. Perhaps we can okay. hack back into my systems to create one." John, yes, we we have lots of cookies. Karn says we have lots of cookies. That is not at all what I said. You. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Grimner covers his mic again. <laughs> Shush. I'm trying to talk him down. Actually, for, for, for oh, oh. maximum comedy, he should say, go with it. Just go with it. Yes. <laughs> go with it. It's, yeah. So many cookies. We are drowning so in cookies. Hey, hey, Grimner pulls the, the mic up to Karn so that, that John hears Karn saying, so many cookies. So, John, John, why are we fighting? We're friends. Uh, We're friends. Lieutenant Tardigrade totters forward and gives the Megazord a big hug. Aww. Except he doesn't quite know how to... Hug! <laughs> Except he doesn't quite know how to uh, restrain himself, so he's got to make a roll. Oh, God. <laughs> Has anyone told uh, John that the safeties are off? <laughs> So John is able to give a nice, just good hug to the Megazord, and all is well. Aww. And the holodeck program just starts to fade away. Oh, I want to blast oh, the gold guy. It is about 10.30 as well. <laughs> <laughs> so the group is left standing in their original uniforms, Except for Grimnir, who's still wearing the uh, shirt and overalls. I, I do kind of like Lieutenant Tardigrade. It's comfy. And Lieutenant Tardigrade, though, is uh, hugging his uh, leg, though. Kara oh, slaps Grimnir on, on the back. Those clothes will be a part of you forever. <laughs> do, who, who do what now? 
We do look very fetching. Indeed we do, Corrin. It was a pleasure to meet you. He offers his big, meaty palm. Uh, Karn uh, reaches out and does the uh, uh, the handshake slash arm wrestle from Predator. Ah, yeah, yeah, Grimner matches it. Ooh, should we should we have a strength match between we, Karn and we Grimner? We definitely should. <laughs> yes, we should. Uh, uh, the security, just give right. me. Um, I know what Grimner is. Uh, well, here, what you got to do is just roll two d twenty. Two d twenty. Just you get. Yep, you just each got to roll two d twenty. Oh, oh, Karn won three successes as opposed <laughs> to two. Yep. Yeah, one and eighteen versus a three and eighteen. Karn wins the uh, the strength contest. So, so for for a split second, it, when Grimner realizes that Karn is stronger, he's like, "Pusro, you know what? Never mind. He can have it." <laughs> And with that, you're free to leave the holodeck. Grimnir picks up John, says, you who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? You's a good boy. Just just don't do that again, right? No no more smashy cities. These are not for smashing. Carl leans over quietly to Karn and says, send me that program. (laughs) (laughs) I will have it shipped over immediately. Thank you. Lied leans in. I got a better program for you. It was uh, quite the Onicon. Um, Graves and the first officer of the Klingon uh, ship are just like standing outside the um, holodeck, each with a mug of blood wine. Graves says, yep, nicely done. I, I, I like to think that Waitley is standing there. Is... Sorry. What did you, you say? You go first. I, I, I was just going to say, I'd like to think that Waitley is standing there as well with a heavy look of judgment on his face. What were you saying? Kara strikes opponent's pose and says, in the name of Goron, the mighty assault force uh, greets you. Graves nods and says, um, I greet you in turn in, on behalf of the United Federation of Planets. I see that you have strange tastes in terms of fashion, and I will fully authorize you to wear these while on duty. Hey, cool. Graves shrugs. Mm-hmm. Alrighty then. Well, Karn, pleasure to see you again. Um, anything we can do to help your uh, ship get back in order? Wait. Um, Grimner shouts, wait. Hey, is that Captain? I was going to say we should bring him onto the crew. I have no desire to join your soft Federation crew when I am in command of the greatest ship in the quadrant. Hey, we just Grim- saved your ass from a math professor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm laughing. Grimner's not laughing. I'm laughing. Grimner arcs an eyebrow and says, "Can I? Can I join his crew?" <laughs> Pretty soon, we're all going to be on Graves. his ship if this keeps up. Great. I mean, said, you can put in the request. You're a civilian. Mary's Mer- pretty good at tending the bar. Can, can I? Can I do the thing and go over there? Yeah. And he's looking well, at Graves oh. with like a pleading look. Might, meanwhile, he's still cradling Lieutenant Tardigrade. Can I? Can I go over there? Uh, Graves nods and says, "Um, sure. We can just trade you for Lieutenant Tardigrade." Please <laughs> don't. We need an actually good counselor. I mean, what? Don't you leave me alone? I'm unreliable with it. With Chuckers, I need you to balance me out. Damn it. Grim, Grim, 
Grimnir looks up at, at Nick and uh, Chorog, looks down at Tardigrade, and then he looks over at Karn and says, One day I would love to serve with you, but apparently today is not that day. I am needed here. I understand hey. your human hey, uh, need for mental health. Obviously, hey. such, such Klingons have evolved past such, Why am I crying? <laughs> He, he offers his hand and like you know that that masculine you know handshake you know the the the, the grasp each other's wrist or wrist yeah you know move and he says and as as you go to shake each other's hands he says how dare you assume I am human however <laughs> I love you and one day you and I shall serve together and we shall die together hey. I suspect that shall be a day worthy of glory and song, eh? Aye, indeed. It will be a good day to die. And he slaps you on the back, and he says, Until that day, I bid you farewell, my friend. It has been a pleasure. It has been a pleasure. Been a pleasure? What is a pleasure? <laughs> Fuck the vino. I'm, I've gotten too weakened by these Federation, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to insult them. But you know what I mean. I do. But I it has been to, a uh, pleasure. Uh, uh, take my personal comm code. Should you ever need so, to engage in glorious combat again, or, you know, just to talk about stuff. I thank you for that. And in return, I give you mine. And, uh, I didn't, I didn't know if you noticed, but, uh, well, there's a reason I'm a wee bit offended you thought I was human. Take mine, and if shit gets a little hairy, you know, call me sometime, maybe. I will thank you again for all of your help. Hey, violence is something I enjoy. <laughs> all, of you, all of you are terrible Starfleet crew members. You should all join my ship. I like this idea. Hey, technically, I'm not Starfleet. I'm a Noskin pirate. I'm just there on a trade program. Although, um, well, we could uh, send an engineering team to help assist repairs with your own, with your own crew. Sir, I'd like to stay behind and help with repairs. I like this ship. I yeah, just, I'm, I'm good on Starfleet Vessel, thanks. I got a double room with a cutie I gotta get back to. I just have a question. How did how did you get this Federation holodeck here? Like, salvage or... Please don't say it was the war. It was absolutely not salvage. You know, sometimes there's Lieutenant these questions Tardigrade you don't need to know the answer to. Lieutenant Tardigrade raises a hand. Grimner raises it even higher, higher and says... Hey, the little cute has something to say. Does he want to shoot someone? I, That's what I usually want to do when I raise my hand. <laughs> All right, we've talked about this. I found, it and I found it, and I wanted it, and I put it in the ship, and it, it was only afterwards that I realized that it was... Sport jumping a room into a ship was not so good, but no one was there, and no one, no one got... No one got sport jumped. No one got sport jump. We eventually found and uh, 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 Commander Tarn. All is good. So about halfway through that, Grimner starts staring down at 
at, at, at John in a very judgmental look. And when he's done, he's like, Oi, lad, I like you. I like you a lot. He's still cradling him in his arm as he's saying this. He says, I like you a lot, but between you and me and everyone else here and the fence post, Carl knows you are punching the face. Because <laughs> this whole shit was your fault. You realize that, right? Karn? He looks over at Karn. If it is amenable to John, I will put his punch in the face over on Grimnir, who would enjoy it more. Yay! Grimnir punch. gives like this little, like, <laughs> yeah. All right, All right. I just punch Grimnir in the face. <laughs> Grimnir smiles. Grimnir! <laughs> and with the let me get out of the Lieutenant Tardigrade voice. I was for gonna the outro. say. <laughs> and. That's <laughs> right. And with that, we bring our episode of Reliant <laughs> to a close. As hey, the crew of the the crew of the USS Reliant helps the Accord dock with its repairs and more punching his hat. And. So mostly a Tardigrade rejoins the take it. As the camera pans and out. And you'd like to thank. As the camera pans out and gets ready to do the credits, we cut to Kara, still in her outfit, in the room she shares with Setsa. She's by herself. She looks around real quick. She strikes a pose. Cardenas Dreadnought! And when nothing <laughs> happens, she looks disappointed. Oh. <laughs> Got a quick scene. Eli, uh, go for it. Eli is in his quarters on, a, on the weird Starfleet laptops they have. Um... Crap, I can't remember the name of the, the little rods that have the thing that have isolinear rods. Dicelinear rods with the with a program on it. He's editing the file name from Sailor Moon to Honorable Klingon Warrior Program and sending it over to Karn. <laughs> God. Uh, and we'd like to uh, extend a really big thanks to Kale for joining in with us tonight. I hope it was a fun one. It was. It was a lot of fun. Thank y'all for having me. Absolutely. Oh, it was a blast. I had a great time. <laughs> you you are welcome here whenever you want. We we have a spare off-screen character reserved for you if you ever want to jump in and play him. Yes. Well, well, I'll make a new one for you, even. <laughs> and heck, this episode had two things that uh, Kale loves. S Super Sentai and Star Trek. That's true. Oh, and and Oberth's exploding. Exploding okay. Oberth's. Okay, as long as he said exploding. Otherwise, there's going to be fighting words. <laughs> and we tossed around some juddies. <laughs> exploding Oberth's and yelling about prisoners. Yeah. All of those things. I, I think I this is... I didn't do the I, funny voice. I think this is one of our longest episodes ever, so... <laughs> Yay! Uh, is that so, good? Oh, no, I don't so, know. <laughs> I, on my, no, on just, my podcast, um, when we to... record for two hours for two hours instead of one hour, I'm, I'm always like, "Oh God, everyone's gonna unsubscribe." <laughs> I'm just surprised everyone stayed oh. awake this entire time. If everybody unsubscribes, oh, yeah, we're never fall asleep by now. 